Last week, I talked about how money can create a lot of fear. And this week, I am telling you that money can buy happiness. That seems a little confusing, but let me tell you, it'll be clear by the end of the episode. However, I have to say so many of us are afraid of money. We're afraid to go after it. We're afraid of losing it. And the reality is money is abundant. And I know this, but I still struggle with this myself. So tune in to this episode. You can learn more about how money can buy happiness for you. Just a reminder that we're giving away a copy of the Miracle Morning Book by Hal Elrod. Most of you know this is the morning routine I follow. And since I read this book, it's been life-changing. So to enter the drawing, simply email me and let me know that you've left a review for this podcast and you share the Creating Clarity podcast with a friend. The email address is contact at lizagarymd.com. And I'll put that in the show notes. And the drawing will be on November 16th, 2022. So without further ado, are you ready to shift your mindset about money and tap into the opportunities that are waiting for you right now? Let's go. Welcome to the Creating Clarity Podcast, where we talk all about clearing the fog, shifting our focus, and uncovering the opportunities that are hidden right in front of us. I'm your host, Dr. Liz Aguirre. Before I begin, I must emphasize that this work is separate from my professional medical work and does not represent medical advice or opinions of any specific organization. everybody. I hope that your week has been off to a great start and things are going well for you. Today, I'm going to talk about money once again, but I'm going to take a different angle. Last week, I talked about how money is the root of all dot, dot, dot fear, but I'm going to offer a different perspective because the Creating Clarity podcast is all about getting clarity by seeing our opportunities, right? So, When I think about money, and I will tell you that I've had a scarcity mindset about money my entire life, mostly because the vast majority of my life, I did not have money. And even after you have money, it doesn't go away. That fear of losing it, of not having enough, of not being able to make ends meet, of, you know, something unexpected coming up and not having money for a rainy day, that fear kind of hides under the surface and it sticks around. So um, again, I'm going to be having my money coach come onto the podcast and I'm going to share an interview I did with her. But today I'm going to talk about how money can buy happiness. And this seems a little, I guess, interesting since I just talked about how money can cause so much fear in us. But the reason I'm talking about this is because I want you to know that we don't have to stay stuck in that place of fear when it comes to money. And it is so easy to be stuck there, especially if you don't have money. But let me tell you, there's a lot of people who have a lot more money than I do, and they still fear not having enough money and losing money. And there are a lot of people who have a lot less money than me and feel no fear about not having enough or losing it. And really, it's all because of the experiences that we've had in our life. And we carry these stories with us and they create 
uh, fear under the surface and that drives our actions. So I talked about that last week, but this week I want to talk about how money can buy happiness. And this is a different take on it so that we can see things a little differently. My friend, my good friend, Elaine Stagerberg, once wrote a quote on her social media post, and it said, those who believe that money can't buy happiness just haven't given it enough of it. Wow. When I read that, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so good. And forgive me, Elaine, if I didn't get that quote exactly right, but it was something of that nature. And it was so powerful because when I think about everything that I do, when I give of my time, my talents, and my money, it truly brings so much happiness to me. I am at my happiest when I am doing for others. But what I've realized is I can't do for others in the way I want to do if I don't take care of myself. And that has been a recurring theme on this podcast is for us to show up in the world as the best version of ourselves, for us to be happy and do the things that make us happy. We have to go after the things that we need that are important for us. So this whole entire season, I've talked about going after your sleep and exercise and good foods in your body and relationships. And I've talked about going after those things because those will start to create change in your mind and the way that you see things when you are in a healthy, rested state and a good relationship and a good environment with good friends. Those allow you to see the possibilities. And so I've talked about that. But how can money help with that? Ooh, that's a good one. We don't ever think about money and having money for ourselves as being able to do good for the world. In fact, we think exactly the opposite. And maybe not all of you do, but I certainly have thought that wanting more money or feeling like I need more money is kind of evil and sleazy. And if I sell my services, if I charge a certain amount for speaking that I'm being greedy. And that's just not true at all. For us to be able to offer our services, we have to have money. We can't run a business and make no money because then you can't have that business. You have to go out and get another job so that you can make a living and earn money to take care of yourself, right? So I think about that and I think about the fact that my ability to earn money for the services that I offer allows me the luxury to give more. I'm able to give a free podcast where people can listen and learn and grow because I have money. If I had to work three jobs to make ends meet and I had no time, there's no way I could sit down and offer this or sit down and write newsletters to my email list every week. These are things that I am able to offer for free because I have money. Now, with that said, I have struggled a lot with money. I have struggled with wanting to charge for my services. And the truth be told is we have to charge. If you have a talent that you have been hiding that because you don't want to charge, I'm here to tell you, please charge. There is someone out there waiting for you that needs you, that needs your services. And you providing that to them and giving them the transformation they're looking for, that's them buying happiness. 
when I bought the Entree MD Business School membership for this year, it was a lot of money for me. Anything, anytime I've purchased coaching, anytime I've purchased coaching, it has been a lot of money for me. And I've struggled with doing that. I, my, my mind was resisting me because I saw it as an expense, but it was not. It was an investment. And those investments ended up changing my life for the better. And I would have never had the opportunity if those individuals who had this dream, who had these services that they had to offer, if they never asked for money for it. Not everybody is going to see the value in what you have, but those that do, they're willing to pay for it. An example that my coach had used um, one time was talking about, you know, a $100,000 car. I would never buy a $100,000 car, but there are plenty of millionaires and billionaires who that's pocket change for them. Of course, they would buy a $100,000 car. For them, it has the value. It provides them with an experience that they're willing to pay. And that's not me, but there's a lot of people out there that would be okay with that, would be okay spending that money. And if those car manufacturers never made that car, then they would never offer that experience to those people who are willing to buy it. There's a friend that I have on my social media who does some pretty amazing sketches. And I reached out to that person. I said, you know, I really think you should sell your services. I think that your work is amazing. And there are so many, I think, that would be willing to pay you to sketch, uh, sketch a portrait of their family. And I've even thought about commissioning this person for that. And they're like, yeah, maybe I'll think about it. And I was, I was wondering why would someone who is so talented not take the opportunity to make that money? And it's because the way we think about it, I think, I don't know, maybe they think that they're not good enough as a sketch artist. Maybe they think it's sleazy to sell their services. Maybe there's any other number of reasons, but the truth is that someone who paid to have a portrait of their family or their baby or someone that they love sketched and receive that, they would be happy to receive that. And by you making more money in the services that you offer, you're then able to give more. The more money I have, the more I'm able to give. In the years that I'm able to make big donations, it truly makes me happy. When I'm able to offer my time and services, it truly makes me happy. And that's not something I can do if I'm not making enough money to provide for my family. And what holds us back from asking for that money? What holds us back from sharing our talents with the world? It's that fear. Once again, that fear creeps in. I'm not good enough. Nobody's going to want this. They're not going to like it. What if I charge them and I don't meet their expectations? Okay, well, you're not going to make everybody happy. And I agree with that. I know. But they say all you have to do is impact one person's life. Let's say you sketched for me and I saw it and I was like, mm, I guess it's okay. But then I gifted that to my mom. And my mom was like, oh my goodness, that's so beautiful. Right? So we have to remember that everybody's going to have different perspectives and everybody's going to see things differently. Not everybody's going to see the value in what you provide, but the people who do are going to be looking for you. They want it. 
So think about what it is that you have to offer and you can give to this world. You can charge for it. And then after you charge for it, you have that money to share in different ways. You can share it with your family to provide and make ends meet. You can share it with different organizations who have the things that, or share the values that you have who want to serve in a bigger way. And you want to be a part of that. Your kid's school, which is where a lot of money, my money goes right now. So there's any number of things, but I do want you to realize that money is not the root of all evil and money does not always have to be fearful, but it does take practice getting over these limiting beliefs that we have about money and the way we think about money. It takes time. And to be honest with you, I'm still working on it. it it's a work in progress. And you'll see next week when I have my coach, Elisa Shang, on the call, on the podcast, you'll see that she thinks about different things differently. And that's what we really need to do. We need to broaden the way we think about things. Because when we're in this little box and we see things as only one way, we cannot see the possibilities. Money is not evil. When I get money, then I can buy a service from somebody else or an experience. And then I exchange that money to somebody else. It's not all just about giving money. We can use that for ourselves. And by using it for ourselves, we are still giving it to somebody else. Money is just energy that's exchanged from hands to hands. Me having money does not mean that somebody else is going to have less money. It means quite the opposite. I am going to use that money for something. And whether I buy a product or I buy a service or I buy an experience or I donate it to a good cause, that money is going to go to somebody else eventually. So we need to change the way we view money. And we need to believe that money is out there for our grabs. So many times we think, oh, I can't spend money on this because I don't have the money. Is that really true? I want you to ask that. Ask yourself, challenge yourself. I used to have patients that would tell me, I can't afford this $5 medicine because I don't have any money. And I'm like, well, I think that Maybe it takes time to really evaluate how you're spending money because some of these patients were smoking two to five packs of cigarettes a day. I don't know how much cigarettes cost, but I know they're probably not less than about $5. Even two packs of cigarettes, that's $10. So yes, that patient could afford a $5 medicine, but it was a challenging choice they had to make. They had to choose the cigarettes or the medicine. And I'm not saying these decisions are easy because when you have an addiction to any kind of substance, whether it's an addiction to alcohol or drugs or tobacco or even a healthy addiction to a gym and you're spending the money there, sometimes it's hard to stop spending in a certain way and reprioritize in a different direction. But just to let you know, there are many times when we think we don't have money and the money is right there for our grabs. It's up to us to decide how we are going to spend it. The Creating Clarity podcast is all about offering different ideas about how to view things so that you can see the opportunities that you have. What is it that you have not gone after? What money have you not asked for or you have not given or you have not invested because of your fear. 
Again, it's something I'm challenged with every day, but I continue to invest in myself. And as I do, these are issues that are becoming a little bit easier. It's like practicing a sport. The more you practice, the better you get at. And I am having to practice eliminating some of these limiting beliefs from my mind because they keep coming back. All right, till next week. And as always, I hope you found this helpful. Do not forget to leave a review and share this with a friend and send me an email so I can enter you into the drawing for the Miracle Morning book. Until next week, I'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you won't miss the next episode. And if you like this episode, please share it with a friend and give me a five-star review so that I can reach more people. I'll see you next week. If you are hosting a conference, think about starting the event with a mindset talk. When you help the group collectively shift their mindset, the ideas will flow and new opportunities become much more clear. Visit my website, lizagarymd.com, and fill out a contact form to learn how you can book me as a keynote speaker for your next event. Disclaimer, the views and opinions shared here are for information and educational purposes only. They do not serve as a medical or professional advice. They do not represent any academic, medical, or professional institution or organization. If you found this helpful, don't forget to leave a five-star review. Thank you.